Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Thanks, yo. Welcome back to FNA Van Life, the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking about our lovely companions, dogs. We love traveling with our furry friend Paco, and it's his one-year anniversary with us. Yeah! (laughs) I'm so excited. Paco, you hear that, buddy? Paco is full snoozing right now. He had a big day of adventure. It's about 9 p.m. at night, so he likes to go to bed early. (laughs) And sleep all morning also. He he gets a lot of Z's. (laughs) He does. He gets a lot of Z's. So before we get into kind of what it's like having a dog on the road, some things that you need to think about um, when you're getting a pet, whether it's a dog or a cat or any other kind of pet, um, let's give a quick update from the road. So right now we're in the Bellingham area in Washington. We're still trying to figure out a way... To make it to Alaska, we got denied at the border. Well, I don't know if we were well, talking just, about I'm, all this. I'm going to just say we got denied at the border. If you want to know why and what <laughs> happened and all those things, you can check, check out our YouTube channel because we're going to be discussing that in this week's video, yeah, actually. Yeah, this Saturday's vlog is all about trying to get across the border to yeah. Alaska. So we're going to have a lot of details about that. Maybe we'll do a podcast about that next week. Yes. About how that all went down and how, whether why, it's possible and how you can get to Alaska. Yeah, because we might have another way. And this is actually going to be the only possible way that you could make it to Alaska too if you're looking for a way to get there. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. So until we know for sure about that possible option, we're kind of just kicking the can around a little bit. Ding. We're hanging out with our friends, the New State Nomads. We actually had a little incident where, as it turns out, the piece of paper that comes with the sticker that goes on your driver's license is very important. Yeah, and Alex put the sticker on the license plate and threw out the paper. So we got asked for our vehicle registration recently, and I was like, what is that? I'm like, like you know the sticker you put on the back? <laughs> yeah, you know the paper that it came with? Where is that? And she's like, I, I threw, threw it, it out. out. Yeah, so in an effort to kind of be tidy and keep everything clean and get rid of junk, too I accidentally threw away our vehicle registration. Too tidy, too quick, Alex. So the plus side of that is that it was only $5 to replace. Yeah, it was It was. And nothing. we went on to like the Florida government website, the DMV or whatever, yep. ordered a copy of it to a town in northern Washington. So we just had to do like a big loop yesterday to get back to that town um, to pick up the letter. Yeah. Maybe we could do an episode about like getting mail on the road and stuff like yeah, that definitely. because I feel like that's a big question it's people a huge ask all the time. Question. But know that it's actually pretty easy. It is. The yeah. only thing is you have to stay in an area a little bit longer than you may want. Yeah, to. you kind of have to like plan your life around it. So, anyways, we planned our life around coming back to this town to get our vehicle registration, and now we are just waiting for the final word on whether we're going to make it on this particular modality to Alaska. So right now we're just kind of in like. A hurry up and wait. Kind and of whether 
not were able to do it, we will still let you guys know about the way in a future podcast as well. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But regardless, uh, let's get into this episode. We want to talk about Paco. We want to talk about where we even got Paco and Paco's story and where he is now. Before we even moved into a van, Frankie and I, we were living together in a little apartment in Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. It was a cute little neighborhood and it would have been really nice to have a dog around there. We went for walks every night anyways and it would have been great for a dog theoretically, but we were also both working crazy hours. Would it be great for a dog? I mean, the neighborhood itself would have been great for a dog. Yeah, if we could have been around a lot more often. But because we were so far away from the city, we had to leave at like 6 a.m. every day, and we didn't get back until like 7 or 8 p.m. Yeah, what kind of life is that for a dog? Oh, I would have just felt so bad for the dog just being crated all the time. And then we started building a van. And so that was taking up all of our free time anyways. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of talked about it and said, you know what? Like, that would just be way too much for us right now. Let's wait until, like, we're on the road and then we'll decide later. Mm -hmm. So we were on the road for about six months, seven months. And Alex and I were, like, chatting and the dog conversation came back up. And we were going back and forth about it. And I'm like, hey, you know, there are going to be more restrictions on us when we do get a dog i'm cool with it and alex was searching and searching and searching and along came paco and the interesting part was we pulled up the information for paco and we found out that paco actually just was adopted by somebody else yeah so we called the humane society we were like we're really interested his name was Samuel at the time. Yep. Um, and so we're really interested in adopting Samuel. And they said, oh, like, we're sorry. Um, we actually have somebody else who, you know, has tentatively adopted them, him, but they're waiting to get landlord approval before they can actually take him. And that one fell through. No landlord lord approval. And then another family adopted him, No, it was actually. before that that another family had adopted oh, him. Oh, so before that, another family had adopted him. And returned him. And they returned the poor guy. They thought he was sick. Yeah, and they had just had a dog who died of some mystery illness. I don't know. So they didn't want to take on the burden of having another dog who was sick. It turned out that he was not sick. So, but first, before we get into that, let's talk about, we we go there, we meet Paco. I'm I'm actually like, you know, I I don't know. He he looks kind of uh, like, I I thought he was a little ugly (laughs) because, because of the simple fact that he was so scared. Like how scared he was brought out this like, um, like... I don't know, maybe like a let down look on his face. He was terrified. He was also so skinny. So skinny. He was literally, you could see his rib cage. You could see his spine. His eyeballs were bulging out of his head. He had bite marks on top of his head. He was just looked like extremely malnutritioned. But he immediately was like so in love with me and yes. was just looking up with at me with those big eyes and was like, please love me. So like... Alex's feeling towards Paco was like, this is the cutest dog (laughs) and I want him. And regardless, like what I wanted was Alex to feel that way about Paco because I knew that I could win his trust and he would grow on me. I wasn't worried about that in any type of way. And sure enough, he totally has. Yeah. Um, But to go on with the story a little bit further, we adopt Paco. We take him for a walk around the block. It was almost like he barked at the other dogs or like laughed at the other dogs. Almost yeah, like, like he looked at them back adopted. in their cage and was like, suck it. But so here's one thing to think about. When we went to adopt the dog, 
at the Humane Society, we were actually kind of worried because we live in a van. Yes. And we'd heard from other people that when they went to, you know, whatever adoption place, that them living in a van was a problem. Yeah. And so we were kind of like, okay, well, do we lie? Do we say that we're just on a road trip? I told the truth. Yeah. Like we decided we're just like, we're just going to let it out. We live in our van full time. That's what we do. And she goes, that is the best life for a dog. Like Paco is going to be a travel or Samuel is going to be a travel dog. He's going to absolutely love that. Yeah. And and right? she'd also already adopted to a couple of other people who live full time in their RVs. Yep. So I think she, you know, knew that it was going to be like basically when you live in a van with your dog, you're with them 24 seven. And the dog gets to travel everywhere. Like imagine yeah. a dog being able to smell new smells all the time. It's like us going outside and being in a new spot and like being super excited on vacation. Right. Right. That's how a dog feels about going to different spots all the time. Right. I mean, yeah, granted, there are dogs that might have, like, anxiety issues and things like that. But once again, Paco had panic attacks. He did, yeah. He immediately, though, was very comfortable in the van. Yep. He had no problems with driving. He was always really excited and curious. But um, morning and night, he was having panic attacks. Yeah. But Wait, let's hold off on that story. <laughs> let's finish... The part of getting uh, Paco that day. So Alex was like, let's name him. And I was like, I'm down. And then basically <laughs> she was like, you know, a, a great name for him would be Paco. Like, Nuh-uh, this is what happened. Okay. You said, how about we call him Taco? Yes. And I was like, uh, I, I want to call him Taco. I don't know about Taco. What about Paco? And then Frankie was like, well, did you know that Paco is actually a derivative, like a nickname for the word Francisco? Yep. And Frankie's full name is Francis, which is Francisco Francis Paco. Yeah, yeah. So we were kind of like, oh, well, so by naming Paco Paco, we He's would, named after me. you know, it's like... You know, your son is named after you, you know? <laughs> He's Paco the second. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we decide on his name, and we were heading... Well, at this point, I don't know if we said we're in Brookings, Oregon, which is right along yeah. the coast of Oregon. We had just been in the Redwoods, and we were tracking north, and we were going to do the entire Samuel H. Boardman Corridor, which is basically like beautiful pull-off after beautiful pull-off, all the natural bridges, beautiful hikes, but there's zero cell phone service. It's super cliffy and very much like up, down, hills, mountains, crazy roads. So before we decide to just go out into that area, we decided to stop at the beach and like take them on a walk on the beach and stuff like that. And as we're driving down to the beach, the beach over there is on this really steep road going downhill. And we start to notice that we are having this brake light come on at this point going down this hill. And I jump out and I look underneath the van. And sure enough, we're spewing out brake fluid. Which, if you don't know anything about vehicles, that is very bad. Very bad. And then on top of that, we had no e-brake. Yeah, we never had an e-brake. It was yeah. it was rusted shut from the minute that we purchased it. But so anyways, we're spewing out brake fluid, which means eventually our brakes are going to fail. So when the brake when there's no more brake fluid in the line, the brakes don't they, do, they don't they won't they work. don't break. So, we're in a position where it's like Saturday afternoon, we're in this kind of small town. We start calling around to mechanics. It was Friday night. It was Friday night because we adopted Paco. They're not open on Saturdays. Yeah, they are. I don't think so. All right. We'll We'll say it's Friday night. Okay. It's Friday night. 
So we start calling all the mechanics, and they're all like, oh, we're about to close. We're not open till Monday morning. We don't have appointments till Tuesday, yada, yada, yada. It's like this whole thing. So we find a mechanic that is open. So we drive back into the town. We go over to him, and he's like, listen, like, I'm about to close. I don't have time to look at this. He's like, like, park in the Fred Meyers parking lot because it was a spot where we could actually stay at. And uh, it was literally right across the street. If I had to push the van over, I could have. Right. Like, that's how close it was. And he's like, stay there for the weekend, come back in on Monday, and we'll have a look at it. He said, actually, call me on Monday, and I'll let you know if I have time to look at it. Right. So we didn't actually get it looked at, I think, till Tuesday. And then he was like, okay, you need this part, but I can't get this part. It's like this specialty part in the back. Anyway, so then we have to go to the dealer. The dealer finds the last part in the entire nation, orders it, has it shipped to them. So now we're waiting all these days. We basically lived at the Fred Myers parking lot for like a week, which was great, but like... We spent so much money at Fred Meyer's. Oh, yeah. And and <laughs> at this point, Paco has yet to bark. He has yet to, like, do anything at all. But we're taking him out every day we're taking him out every day. And, and we're, like, we're, we're gaining his trust and becoming his friend and his family. Start teaching him his name. And sure enough, somebody comes by because it's in the middle of the pandemic and we have Florida plates and somebody bangs on the van. Let's take a quick break to listen to our sponsor. It's us, FNA Van Life. If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our Van Life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about Van Life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road living Van Life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. Immediately. Paco starts barking, mm-hmm. which I'm like, perfect. He barks at the right time. Yeah. You know? He's our little guard dog. Yeah. So that guy, you know, long story short, was just scared to even have any type of conversation yeah, to find like, out who Get out were. of town. Yeah. Paco, ha- like right off the bat, was doing all the right things for us. And we feel like we were doing all the right things for him. And then we started to expose him to people because he was scared of men. He was super scared of big dogs because he had some bite marks on his head. He was having panic attacks having every panic morning attacks and every, every morning. night. And people, I think that they thought it was kettle cough. And I really think it was just panic attacks that he had. Legitimately, at about 9 o'clock in the morning, almost every single morning, he would have these breathing breakouts that would happen. And then same thing like right before bed. So obviously he was scared to sleep and he was scared to get up. So yeah. like... He would have these panic attacks. And I said to Alex, I'm pretty sure he's having panic attacks. Let's just, when that happens, let's pick him up and just tell him we love him and he's okay. And sure enough, that's what we did every single day for about two to three weeks. And then they just went away. Yeah, they disappeared. Mm-hmm. But the moral of the other story, which we forgot to say, because usually when you tell the story about when we adopted Paco, you oh, say that he saved our he lives. He did. He did save our lives. Because if we didn't get him, we would have went directly into the Samuel H. Boardman corridor and we would have never even turned back. We would have lost our brakes at the service. side of a w- twisty, turny, windy mountain road. If anybody, if any of you guys have been down that road, it is, it is like 8% grades every like... Every like two minutes, we would have probably like drove right off a cliff. 
Yeah, I mean, I would have had to try to use the transmission to slow us down. We would have had to use one of those, you know, on the side of the road where it's like runaway uh Oh, the runaway trucks. truck stops? Yeah, yeah, we would have had to use one of those. Oh, that would have been scary. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we got our brakes fixed and we got back on the road. And for the last year, it's been amazing traveling with Paco. He is such a different dog now than he was when we first got him. We actually ran into some people the other day who had seen him kind of just after we adopted him and then... We hadn't seen them for like a whole year and we saw yep. them again and they were like, wow, like he's totally different. He's not barking at me. Like the guy was like, is your dog going to like me? Because like last time your dog hated me because yeah. he just didn't like men. He hadn't been exposed to like good men who were going to treat him well he hadn't been exposed to dogs that weren't in like a scary situation and i gotta like give a huge shout out to people like uncle kevin that like was patient with him uh even when we got back down into florida like matt was really good with him Mm -hmm. uh howard like everybody's been so good to paco Mm -hmm. and this is the reason why he's gaining trust with men uh, is because everybody's just been really, really nice to him, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a game changer for him and his personality. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it hasn't been that much of an adjustment for us moving in with Paco. It's funny because, I mean, I don't know if we want to say this, but your grandma was kind of like, "Are you sure you want to get a dog? Yeah. Like that's a really big commitment." I'm like, "Yeah, grandma, I wouldn't be saying I'm getting a dog if I didn't think <laughs> about it first. <laughs> Like I'm not I'm not that impulsive of a person, even though sometimes it might seem that way. I'm pretty calculated, to right. say the least. So it is gonna change your lives in a certain way. Like we have to buy dog food now, and sometimes we're like, oh shoot, we're out of dog food. We gotta yeah. go to the store. We gotta make sure he gets walked in the morning and during the day and at night at some point in time. We gotta make sure that the van is ventilated if we're gonna be going on like hikes without him. Which is something that we try not to do. He actually just walked up and laid on top of me and started started licking my fingers. Oh, I love you, buddy. But yeah, so like there's certain hikes that we can't go on, certain places we can't go anymore if we want to bring Paco. There's a lot of national parks that don't allow dogs in basically any of their trails. And so there are going to be times when your dog has to be in the van by themselves. The way that I think about it is like, Like right now, for example, we're in our van. We're parked at the side of the road next to a park. We are totally comfortable in here. The the temperature is perfect. There's lots of air. There's no, like there's, it's not like if we're in here for too long, we're going to keel over and die. Yeah. I kind of look at it as if we could live in it, he could live in it. Right. And so obviously if it's a scorching hot day, you know, you're going to cover all the windows and you're going to make sure that the ventilation is going properly. And like, you're probably not going to leave them for that long because it's going to be too hot for you to be outside anyway. Big tip for you guys out there. If you're getting into van life, always park where like, if it's a warm, if it's going to be a warmer climate, Always park where your windows are not in the sun because it will keep your van cool throughout the day if it if you can't if you're not allowing the sun coming directly through your windows. Mm-hmm. I you promise. want your solar panels in the sun but not yeah. your windows. Yeah. It's a tricky business to figure out. Yeah, you gotta finagle it around a little <laughs> bit sometimes, but it's worth it. Yeah. Um also another thing I was gonna segue to when we were talking about the hikes. Like, there's apps like All Trails that you can literally look up dog-friendly hikes. Yeah, you can set your filter. And they, they're, li- they're all over the place. And sometimes they're even more beautiful than those national parks and these places that you think that would be amazing. You know what I mean? 
So, I just hiccuped really hard. Yeah, I don't you, know if you heard it's that. It's because he's licking too He's hard. like, I licked too much. That was intense. Time to hiccup. Yeah. But so we love having our little buddy on the road with us. He's super comfortable in the van. You know, this is it's basically like a very large kennel. <laughs> mm. Another thing to think about, too, is like having a dog actually helps your health. Like it, it changes your microbiome, which is absolutely incredible to think about because they have different like germs and stuff that they bring along that you now are part of and they also bring up your um i guess they allow you to release dopamine levels uh or or allows you to release dopamine so that way you feel more happy too as well so it's it's amazing to have a dog around Mm -hmm. the couple of things that we thought would be kind of really negative hindrances in getting a dog we haven't really experienced a lot of them yet, but so one of the things is border crossings. Yeah. So, for example, when we were trying to cross into Canada, we have to get paperwork Rabies. for him. So, you know, that means that you're going to have to spend money on vet appointments to get these certificates of health. When you're going south to go into, like, Mexico and, you know, say you're doing the whole Pan American Highway, yeah. at every single border crossing... You're going to have to have all the documentation, all the paperwork, all the updated And the hardest part about it, though, is you have to have documentation within, like, 72 hours. I think it depends on the border, but, like, it's something else that you have to research. So you have to know, like, what does Guatemala need for my dog to cross? And also some countries have different vaccines that they may need as well. Right. So it's just another, like, consideration. And our original plan pre-COVID was to do the 71 Mountains, head up to Alaska from Whistler, then do the Pan American Highway all the way to Panama. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, it probably wouldn't be smart to get a dog before we do that because we're going to have so many border crossings. And I watched it. I was watching this other couple traveling through Central America and their dog got like cut in the eye and it was this whole thing. No, it was, it was a couple. I don't even I've Remember never seen names? those videos since gotcha. the dog. It was just like this whole ongoing thing where like they were trying to find vets and they didn't speak the language. This whole process. And I was like, oh, my God. And then if you've seen Expedition Happiness on Netflix, they're, they had a whole problem with their dog oh, as yeah. well. Like their dog was not made for warmer climates. And so I'm seeing all this stuff that's like at the time that was like, mm, maybe we don't get a dog because it seems like it's going to be a lot more to think about and consider i mean you gotta think about this 16 more years at least with this little guy that we gotta consider you know there's definitely going to be struggles in anything that you do whether it's getting a new dog or you know starting a new job or um i don't know uh, whatever it is that you're trying to make happen uh has its own restrictions and limitations and things that you have to try to figure out a way to get past. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's easy to get past all these things if you're willing to take a step in the direction of what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. You know, and just keep moving, keep moving forward. Yeah. I mean, every problem has a solution. So it's not like, you know, getting a dog is going to make van life impossible. You know, there's just uh, new challenges that you need to consider. It's also kind of funny. Like I want to go into the aspect of like, when we're out and traveling, like most of the time Paco is not, he's not leashed up. Like he's a dog that we're able to keep off the leash. He listens to us very well. He, we say in between and he literally walks in between Alex and I, he is a very well-trained, smart dog. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't really run off either. He doesn't like run if off. We're, 
if we're camped up somewhere, even if we're not paying attention to him, he'll sniff around the area a little bit, but he's always within earshot or, yeah. you know, like if I can't see him, I'm like Paco. And then he literally he is like there, yeah. you know, so we don't really have to worry about him. We do have friends recently. They have a little dog about the same size as Paco and he ran off. And they yeah, couldn't find him. They couldn't find him. Luckily for them, the Humane Society found him, and they were able to pick him up there. Uh, but, like, if you do have a dog that is... Or you don't know how your dog is going to react to this new lifestyle if they didn't just automatically grow up in this lifestyle, you want to make sure that you have certain things, like, in perspective. So even, like, another couple that we were with one time riding bikes... Uh, their dog went off on like while we were riding mm-hmm. bikes. Cause their dog like is super well trained, but sometimes she'll get distracted and she'll take off. Right. And you she know, came back. She came back. Everything was all good, and she even said like she'll find her way back. Right. So like she knows that's how her dog reacts, but not everybody feels that way. Right. Moral of the story is is that like if your dog is prone to like going off on its own a little bit. Maybe you want to get like a stake and a long rope that you could stick into the ground and then the dog has plenty of area to roam, but they can't go beyond X, you know, point. For a little while at the very beginning, we would leash Paco up to the van. Yes, we would. So we had this long uh, leash that we would tie him up to the van, like one end to one of the bolts in the van door and then one, the other end, he could like roam those 10 feet or whatever. That also happened when he did go too far. And then we would put him on the leash to let him know, like, you have to stay in this yeah, area. Yeah, these are your boundaries. And then when when we got beyond that, now he basically is never on the leash. The only time he's on the leash is when we're in, like, cities or next to, like, a busier road. Because we don't want him running onto the road or anything. But now we've been trying to train him in the sense of, like, walking on the road, like, telling him, stay on this side, like, stay on the grass. Well, and it's also and fun, like, cars... when he goes to parks and stuff, and he's got his zoomies, and he's running around. As soon as he gets to a boundary that we don't like, we say, uh-uh. And, and he then stays he, inside. He stays inside that boundary. Yep. And it's actually pretty amazing to watch. He's literally, like, running Zoom like in. a madman. Zoom and in. we're like, nuh-uh. And he's like, okay, that's my corner. Yep. And then he'll he'll literally stay within those boundaries while he's, like, running like crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I think that we lucked out in terms of that. I think we also lucked out in terms of his enjoyment of car rides. Yes, he loves being in the car. He literally sits on my lap in the front seat like he's driving. Yeah, he'll put uh, his hand on the steering he'll wheel He'll put his sometimes. hand on the steering wheel. Yeah. He'll climb up on my shoulders. He, he chills in Alex's lap. We open up the window. He likes to stick his head out until about 30 miles per hour, and then he pulls it in. <laughs> I will say that the way that we drive with Paco probably isn't the safest no. in terms of if there was ever an accident. It other, would not be good for anybody. Other and people we know actually have, like, like legit like seatbelts seat and for their stuff dogs. for them. Um, you know, for us, we like to believe and try to always have the thought and idea that we are not going to have something bad happen we always want to try to uh you know obviously accidents happen but we try to think in the in the process of like hopefully this never happens <laughs> yeah you know so and we also don't have a third seatbelt anywhere in the car so there would be nowhere to like well i guess we could put I him in strap like a, something like to the wall yeah back here. just like, it wouldn't be legit 
Anyways, so that's something to think about. But we do have friends whose dogs get very anxious when they drive. Mm. And so they either give them calming treats or Benadryl or something like that. But so it's something to think about. Every time they go for a long drive, they know they need to kind of medicate their dog before they hit the road. Sorry, I had a yawn. It is it is nine thirty at night right now. So Yeah, and we gotta get this out today. Yeah. But regardless <laughs> of the matter, like we love having Paco. Paco has been an absolute blessing to us. And I feel like that we've been a blessing to him. You know, so the it goes both ways. We make him happy, he makes us happy. And I'm sure that all you dog lovers out there, your dog makes you happy and you mm. feel exactly the same way. Honestly, I noticed after we got Paco, van lifers we're just like getting dogs like crazy. Almost every van lifer that we meet has a dog. Yeah, almost every single one, which is awesome because it's part of the community as like they bring their dog out, we bring out our dog, they all play and have a great mm-hmm. time. And nine out of ten times, everybody else's dogs are pretty well behaved. Yeah. You know? Except so. for that one wolf. He was scary. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And like they even said... You know, like, he's old, he's grumpy. And he's half wolf. And he's half wolf. So, like, <laughs> he'll, he's nice to people. Yeah. But not always with dogs. Yeah. So, like, they gave us the warning. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that that's the least that they could do. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. like, that's honestly a very responsible thing on their part. Yeah. So, if you do have a dog out there and you are on the road and your dog is a little bit, like less responsive or like is bad with other dogs just let the other people know you know what i mean and and there may be a way that they could help you with getting your dog better at being around other dogs because personally what i think is that exposure and the proper training is what creates a better situation for that dog absolutely and i think you know as master dog trainers, that's why we have such a wonderful dog. I mean, we literally learned, taught Paco how to crate himself in like half a day. <laughs> Honestly, I think we just lucked out. Like, obviously, <laughs> we do do some like training exercises with him. And like, especially at the beginning, we were like very vigilant about like doing the training. The key? But, the key is what? I don't know. Tortilla chips. <laughs> Oh, he does love tortilla chips. We don't need uh, dog treats. We just give him like crumbles of tortilla chips. Little tiny crumbles. He's like, oh, this is the best. Fake treats are fun too, where you just like pretend that you're like picking a treat out of your hand and you give it to them and they're like, oh yeah. Yeah, fake treat. (laughs) Gobble that down. But yeah, so if you're considering getting a dog on the road, definitely go for it. If you're somebody who has a dog on the road, you already know that it is the best life for a dog. And I feel like they just bring so much richness. They into bring your so much life. happiness to other people too. Because yeah. I I swear every single day when we're on the road, somebody makes a comment about Paco and about how cute he is and how happy he's just made yeah. them. Or the fact that he looks like their dog. Yeah. Or, or the- we just met that guy Chris the other day, who if you listen to the podcast, Chris, hi. And he was like, Oh my god, Paco. And he was yeah. you know, he's so excited to see Paco and take pictures of him. And I mean Paco's literally more famous than we are. Yeah. He he legit gets all the attention. I would say that we need to even put him in our vlog even more because he deserves more spotlight. We should do, like, a Paco point of view where we just, like, strap a GoPro to his back for a day. P-P-O-V? I I guess, yeah. Yeah, P-P-O-V. Paco point of view. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the people might love it. All right, we're going to start doing (laughs) P-P-O-V. 
He can't even say it. PPOVs, guys. How do you guys feel about PPOVs? Oh, my God. Well, anyways, we are excited about this next journey of our adventure. If it does happen, it's going to be another new adventure for Paco as well, something that we've never done with him. We're a little bit nervous about this next chapter. If everything all works out, we'll be taking a plane to Alaska. I could Mm -hmm. just say that much, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And since Paco is not a service dog... He will be having, because ESA is now out the window. Yeah, so when we flew to Canada the first time last December, he was a great little flyer. And he was so amazing. And he Mm -hmm. just, he literally just like slept the entire time. It was wonderful. But he was with us the entire time also. So this is going to be different in that he'll be crated and he'll be in the cargo area of the airplane. Because that's the only, you know, it's funny because we got... Paco, because he was a little dog, and we're like, oh, it's perfect. He'll fit under the seat of an airplane. But he's he too big. He's too big. And, yeah, so we bought the official, you know, size bag that can fit under an airplane seat, and he's literally, like, fills the entire bag, and his head's, like, his it's, whole head and neck is poking out of it. It's because he's a long boy. He is a long he's boy. He's a long boy. Yeah. That was, it's like that TikTok we saw today about, like, you wanted, like, a a little bit corgi, and you ended up with like a sixty-pound pound pit bull. Yeah. yeah, so it's not that far. No, it's not that far. Yeah. But anyway, so that would be a new adventure for him. But you know, I think that every new experience that we've invited him to undertake, he's been amazing. And yeah, he's succeeded in every single one, and actually was way above the expectation that we kind of had. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we're we're very fortunate to have such an amazing dog, um, and we are we're we're just so thankful to have him in our lives. Yeah. So I hope that you've enjoyed this love letter to Paco because that's kind of what this episode ended up being. We're gonna have to have Paco listen to this episode when he's awake. Right. That way he knows how much we love him. Yeah. So until next week, we thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to favorite this podcast. Um, Hopefully we'll have some new guests for you next week. We kind of haven't been hanging out with other people. Yeah, I think maybe taking ourselves on a journey of like just us doing podcasts for a little while might be the way we go for a little bit. I don't know. What do you guys think? Leave us a comment. Let us know what you like about the podcast. Do you like these episodes where it's just us? Do you prefer the ones where we're talking with other people? Mm. I mean, I think it's always fun to like get new perspectives from other folks. Oh, me too. Um, I love it. We just need to like get back on our our, uh, networking game. Yeah. Uh, Or just like be out boondocking and meet people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes you just happen to be in the place where everybody is and everybody starts meeting each other and hanging out. And that's kind of the way van life is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're meant to be by yourselves. Sometimes you're meant to be around others. Um, There's nothing wrong with either one. Just know Mm -hmm. that where you are right now is where you need to be. And don't worry about the future. Just work hard, do what you need to do and, and you'll get there. Mm -hmm. And that goes for every stage of the journey, because I feel like when we were dreaming about owning a van, we just wanted to own the van. And then when we got the van, we just wanted to have it built out. And then while we were building it, we were so stressed out that we weren't traveling. And then, you know, like it's like you're always wishing for the next phase of the journey. Then when we were on the road and the van wasn't doing that great. And like I was always worried about the engine. I was hoping that we would have something new. And now we have something new. So I'm, I'm just trying not to look at the what. Uh, I want and just be, enjoy what I have. 
Yeah. You know, I think that that's the key. And I think that's a big part of this episode is enjoy what you have. And Paco is what we have. And we you love know, him so much. And we absolutely adore him. And also this new van that we've built, which we just put up the time-lapse video on YouTube. So if I, you haven't seen that, definitely go check it out. Because watching this, like, as we're sitting in this van, you know, looking at our beautiful home, and then you watch back to that video of where it was a completely white, empty box. White, empty box. And then, like, when Alex and I watch it, we literally know all the emotions that happened in the moments. So it's like... Every emotion that you could possibly have in your life has happened in that van building. Yeah. Ups, downs, sideways, Every, number threes. Yeah, number threes. <laughs> you don't want that to happen. <gasps> number threes are bad. Uh, we just watched the movie Home on Netflix the other day. It was super cute. Yeah, no no humans can be around when number three happens. <laughs> it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you all, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Keep your day F and A. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. If you guys are loving this FNA podcast and you want more, you're in luck. We've decided to release a special, exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like. All you have to do is just join our Patreon and we're going to hook you guys up. Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us, FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation, you guys can even get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out. Go to FNAVanLife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind the scenes content.